Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. I don't know if y'all follow the Admirals on Twitter or not, but y'all should. Do you uh are you a cribbage player, AR, Adam Roberts? Absolutely. Dude, there are some they got a sweet cribbage board they're selling. Uh with the Admiral's logo in it and the whole deal. It is so cool. Big, big fan uh, of that. I don't know if anybody else on our staff actually plays cribbage. You do, I'm assuming? I have, yes. Yes, I have. We'd wipe the floor. Yeah, I, I like cribbage. It's a fun game. I haven't played it in a while. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I I love cribbage. I, I boy oh boy, you know they've got there are bars in the area. Coaches, I believe, is a bar that used to have cribbage tournaments. I haven't been over there in a minute, but they used to have cribbage tournaments. I know there there are bars around here that do have cribbage tournaments where you can you know win stuff and so forth. Well, back where I came from before I was here in Lacrosse, it's pretty much a staple. I mean, really? bar dice is still number uh, that's, one. That's, far and that's away. all over Wisconsin. Yes. yes. But there are cribbage boards, I have to think, in every bar in lacrosse. I've come across a few since I've moved here as well. I know Nomad, the uh, soccer bar on right. Brady Street, has quite a few of them. Yeah, I'm looking at this board right now at MKE Admirals. That's slick. Dude, it's is that, sweet. Is that embossed, do you think? I think so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it looks awesome. It, it does. Again, if you are if you like cribbage. Like I, I like cribbage to the point where like I have the, uh, the app. I have an app on my phone where I'll do it. Like I just... You should share that app with me. I don't have any games really on my phone that I play. Really? That would be a good one, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 I I like that one. Big fan uh, of that app. Okay, so uh, let's get to what's coming up on today's Sparky's Midday Madness Show. We are going to have Chuck Swirsky on. Big fan of Chuck Swirsky. Uh, Chuck Swirsky is the voice, play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. He was also the play-by-play voice of the Toronto Raptors back in the day with Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady and all those dudes. Um, and now, and has been for the last several years, the play-by-play voice of the Bulls. Uh, I think he's great at what he does. I think he's one of the best play-by-play guys uh, in the NBA for certain. Uh, I had a chance to uh, run in and uh, meet Chuck uh, at a Bulls-Kings game uh, last month uh, when I took the 15-year-old who's a Sacramento Kings fan. Yes, the same one that's an Atlanta Falcons fan, I know. Uh, so we took him to go uh, see them and had a chance to meet him and Bill Wennington uh, before the game courtside, which was pretty cool. So we'll have Chuck Swirsky coming up here in about 10 minutes. I, I, I want to go back and bring up something that was brought up with Tim Allen uh, earlier on during the Wendy's Big Show. And if you missed that, I, I thought it was really, uh, really informative and fun uh, piece we did with Tim Allen earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. We did it in the second hour, uh, and we had him on for about 20 minutes, uh, Gary uh, and myself. A lot, a lot of good Brewer stuff there. Uh, and we brought up... Uh, this poll, uh, not poll, list uh, that was put out by MLB Network yesterday that has me absolutely furious. And 
now I got sent an email from MLB Network uh, promoting the fact that Woodruff and Burns made the list and how excited I should ah. be. And, oh, we can get this person and that person. So I'm going to, once uh, we get done with the show, email and see if I can get somebody to talk about this little list of theirs at MLB Network. But if you are uh, just tuning in or you did not see this because you don't follow MLB Network on Twitter or I'm assuming they put this on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram or Facebook, but either way. So here is the list. Top 10 pitchers right now. Starting pitchers. Okay. Number one, Jacob DeGrom. Fine. No argument. Even though Corbin won Cy Young, fine. Like, I'll I'll hear Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Number two, Garrett Cole. Mm, mm, I don't know. Max Scherzer is three. Walker Bueller is four. He's pitched well. Sure. Okay. Fine. Brandon Woodruff is five. How is Brandon Woodruff in front of Corbin Burns, who won the Cy Young? They're on the same team. Furthermore, Adam McKelvey, like 20-some minutes ago, just tweeted out what this rotation looks like right now. Okay? Right now, as it sits, it's Burns... Woodruff, Peralta, Hauser, and Lauer. Those are your five. That's exactly how they're lined up to pitch. And unless something happens to one of them, that's going to be how this is going to line up once we get into the season here in a couple of weeks, okay? But they have Woodruff in front of Burns at five. Zach Wheeler is six. Great year last year. Great year last year. I've never been a Zach Wheeler fan at any point, but he was impressive. Number seven, and this is the you need to stop with Lance Lynn at seven. That's absolutely ridiculous. Number eight, Shane Bieber. No. Corbin Burns, nine. Nine. He won the Cy Young, and he is nine. Now, I I tweeted this out yesterday because I was livid. And I'm going to ask now on this show, right now, here at Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals, I want you to help me understand how, as people that do this for a living, who talk nothing but baseball, have him ninth, Corbin Burns. Ninth! Behind the second guy in his own rotation in Brandon Woodruff. Please, somebody, explain and help this. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. I'm serious. I just want somebody to explain this to me. Because the, the the first reaction, I think, from Brewers fans is, well, typical screwing over Milwaukee. Okay, that would be the case if Woodruff wasn't on the list. If Burns was nine and Woodruff didn't make MLB Network's list, I'd say, you're right. They screwed Milwaukee again. I'm with you. But that's not what this is. They got Woodruff in front of Corin Burns. He's at five. So this isn't about screwing the Brewers or screwing Milwaukee. This is about screwing Corbin Burns. If you're listening right now, do you agree that Woodruff is in front of Burns after Burns put up the Cy Young season? Like that. I guess I maybe I'm old school and I believe in awards and believe that kind of justifies what you did throughout the year and that why it's such a big deal that Corbin Burns won that Cy Young Award? Like, never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd finally get to see a Brewers pitcher win a Cy Young. Because most of the time, those are guys that sign for a ton of money that are playing somewhere else. Normally, not ever, is it somebody making minimal money that still hasn't hit the big deal yet. And the Brewers... To be able to have that on their own rotation is simply amazing to me. And further amazing is that they've got two in this supposed top 10 from MLB Network. So then the other thing that was brought up on Twitter was, well, look at Giannis. Look at how he's getting screwed over in the MVP talk at this point. Because Giannis is in a situation right now to win Defensive Player of the Year again, and to win the scoring title. And then obviously the follow-up to that is, how can you be defensive player of the year and be the scoring champ and not win the MVP award? But they're talking about Joel Embiid, the Joker, and so forth. But Giannis? Mm -mm. Nope. Now, 
it could be simply a fact of we could give it to Michael Jordan every year. We could give it to LeBron James every year. Could have gave it to Shaq every year, right? And we got to, we got to, you know, share the award and allow other people win the MVP. And as a person that lives in Milwaukee, uh, we don't really understand or grasp that whole thing because never had anybody as good as Giannis to say that he probably should be MVP pretty much every year at this point. Yeah, we never had this, these spoils put upon us uh, living here all of our life. But now we do. So again, with Giannis, that's not a Milwaukee thing either. I think the easy thing for all of us to do is say, they just don't like Milwaukee. They just don't like small markets. They only want to promote big markets. They're screwing us again. But in this situation with this list, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, I don't, I really don't think this has anything to do with anything. This has more to do with, they just don't believe Corbin Burns is probably going to be able to do this again. That's all it could possibly be. What else do you think it could be? Because I, I have absolutely no idea. Grammaton Cleric? I don't know. Uh, tweets, because it's not actually a right, right now list. The Shredder takes into account three years worth of data, not just the previous year. It's dumb. So don't call it a right now list. It's a sort of not quite right now list. I agree. Now, I didn't watch the show. This little MLB network show, top 10 right now. I didn't see it last night. All I saw was a tweet come out. That's what that tweet says, top 10 right now. So this person obviously watched it or saw it, and he's saying it's three years worth of data. Well, then that is dumb. Then it should be the top 10 from the last three years, not the top 10 right now. At least that makes me feel better. Okay. So maybe they still believe in Corbin Burns a little bit uh, to at least have him on the list. But that, other than that, it completely does not make sense. Not at all in any way, shape, or form. And then... I told you I got this email from MLB Network uh, as well. Now, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to try and get somebody out. I want to talk, talk about this with somebody. Whether it be a big show or whether it be on this show, one or the other, uh, I want to talk about it. Um, so I- I'm looking at this. So now uh, the next show uh, coming up uh, is going to be offseason rankings will continue tonight as Kenny, Tom Verducci, uh, and Pitching Ninja. Count on MLB Now's top 10 relief pitchers right now at 7 Central. I'm telling you right now, Josh Hader better be one. I don't care if you use three years of data or however many years of data you use. Hader better be one on this MLB Now list coming up tonight. Because if he's not one, you just set them all on fire and just forget about it. Just, just start over with a whole new show and move forward. Josh Hader better be one tonight. Coming up next, Chuck Swirsky, play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls, joins us here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, affordable family fun. Check out their cribbage boards they have right now. AR and I might have to go buy a cribbage board just so we have one in the studio to play some uh, cribbage. Some breaking news uh, on the other side of the glass from our executive producer, Adam Roberts, uh, powered by Odyssey and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Chuck Swirsky, voice of the Chicago Bulls, on will join us shortly. But first, AR, what do you got? So we've been talking a lot uh, when we talk baseball about arbitration and trying to get all of the players who need Today's to avoid it. Today's the deadline, it. correct. And we already mentioned players like Luis Urias getting things done, but uh, Corbin Burns was a name that had not yet gotten things taken care of. We can now mark that one off the list. Mark Feinstein, excuse me, MLB Network, reporting Corbin Burns and the Brewers have agreed to a $6.5 million deal to avoid arbitration. Good. Yeah, we don't want to get on his bad side. Right, good. Now, Woodruff and Hader are the other two. I'm, I'm waiting to see if they can get those guys done. Because, again, the arbitration process is screwed up. It shouldn't exist. Uh, but either way, so hopefully they can avoid that. So that's good. Good job, David Stearns, getting that Corbin Burns deal done. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is the aforementioned Chuck Swirsky. You can follow Chuck Swirsky on uh, Twitter as well, at CTS Bulls, and all of his entertaining dances after Bulls wins, too. Chuck, thanks for coming on, man. appreciate it. Hey, Sparky. Good to be with you. Thank you. 
Let, let's go back a little bit with you, if you don't mind. Uh, back to your days uh, in Toronto and how that play-by-play gig uh, happened and what led you to that that uh, that NBA gig in Toronto with the Raptors back in the day with VC and all those guys. Wow. Okay. Well, I was doing the play-by-play for the University of Michigan, and I received a call that um, they encouraged me to apply for the job at that time to do radio play-by-play for the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors were an expansion team in its infancy stages and levels of development. So I came in on the third season, um, and it coincided with the appearance and emergence of uh, Vince Carter as a rookie. And so I kind of caught, you know, a perfect storm, so to speak, Sparky, because McGrady was in his second year. Carter was a rookie. We had a lot of good, solid veteran players like Kevin Willis and Charles Oakley and D Brown and Doug Christie. And that club really started to, you know, percolate, so to speak. And uh, I got moved over to TV and then after 10 years, the uh, Bulls called and said, would you like to come back to Chicago? And, um, you know, I love my time in Toronto. I can't say one negative thing about the organization or the city or the country. I love it. Um, but when the Bulls called, you, know, you have to listen. And Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf and the Bulls organization, they've been terrific. And I'm my 14th year. So. Were there championship expectations for that that Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady team in Toronto? Because I remember as a fan, I mean, I was sick of the Bulls by that point. Michael Jordan, all that nonsense. I'd had my fill. So I was rooting for anybody to knock them off being a Bucks fan because I knew the Bucks would never do it. Uh, were there championship kind of expectations kind of hanging over that team? Or did it never get to that point? Well, you know what, Sparky? It really never got to that point just because uh, back in that day in the early 2000s, Free agency came after three years. And McGrady. And McGrady, yep. McGrady was looking around, and as you know, he was from Central Florida. Yep. And the Magic had cap room. And so they not only picked up McGrady, they also picked up Grant Hill. And so Carter was, without question, the face of the franchise and really the face of basketball in Canada. So um, the Raptors kind of you know put the toe in the water a little bit. They went to the Eastern Conference semifinals. And the loss to Philadelphia in a very thrilling seven-game series in 2001. As you know, the 76ers beat Milwaukee for the Eastern Conference Championship. Don't bring that up. Those are bad. Those are those are bad memories. Let's not talk about those. Yeah. Let's move forward. So yes. anyway, that's that's my brief history with the Raptors. Yeah, McGrady. That was a huge recruiting tour. They they had like bands waiting for him at the airport in different cities and the whole deal. That was a whole big thing. I remember that vividly. Correct. Of how that whole thing yep. played out. Because Chicago, I think they thought they had a chance uh, to get McGrady at, at one point as well. And he ends up uh, back in Orlando. Talking with Chuck Swirsky, now voice of the uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, and I, I guess my first thought is going into this season, uh, I said that I thought they could be five, six seeds, somewhere in that area. And uh, quite a few people kind of poo-pooed me on that, didn't think they could be that good. But at the end of the day, they've been hurt. I mean, Lonzo Ball was out, Caruso, obviously, Grayson Allen, that whole fiasco. They've had some uh, injury issues along the way, and they've still hung in there and been one of the better teams in the East. Absolutely. You know, Sparky, you judge a team really on maximizing their skill set and what they bring each and every night. I mean, there are different layers and levels, as we all know, in professional sports and at the collegiate level, where some teams really have depth, and it's really good depth. It's not kind of average, where the players are all kind of mixing and matching, and you really kind of really, there's no separation. Well, in this case, with the Bulls, Billy Donovan, who's one of the better coaches, in my opinion, that I've been around, both doing 18 years of college and now 24 in the NBA. He's terrific. And he really taps into a player's strengths and puts them in a position where he understands their role. And he really doesn't ask a player to do what they're not necessarily capable of not doing. He puts them in a role of what they're capable of doing. And there's a big difference. And so I think when you look at the amount of injuries, like a lot of teams have, and COVID, like every team went through, but now we get to the crunch time with 10, 11, 12 games left on the schedule. 
it's imperative you get your best players on the floor. And unfortunately, in the case of the Bulls, Lonzo Ball is going to be out for at least the next you know 10 days. And who knows when he's returning. This was a huge loss because he was playing really well, probably the best year of his career. And then he went down with a knee injury. I, you know, that that's the one thing for me that be kind of becomes the most impressive thing of this whole deal uh, as far as the Bulls go, because there's different aspects of this. So first off and foremost, as a Bucks fan, I'm here to tell you Vucevic has been a pain in the Bucks' rear end, uh, dating all the way back to Orlando. Every time the Bucks face him, uh, he's been a problem. And I thought when they got him in the second half of last year, that was a great pickup for him. Now, I didn't see DeRozan eventually uh, coming along as well. But Vucevic has really been uh, a stabilizing force in the middle for you guys. Absolutely. You know, he's got 41 double-doubles, and he's a very intelligent player from the standpoint of, uh, like with pick-and-rolls, for example, he knows exactly where he has to. Um, does he go deep in the pocket on a pick-and-roll? Does he stay at the foul line for a pick-and-pop? Does he roll to the rim on occasions where he knows that the angle is being taken away? All these things come into play, and this is you only have a second or two to react. And he is so smart, and he is so gifted, and he's got great hands, very soft hands, where he can catch bullet passes or soft lobs to the rim. And you know what, Sparky? It's one thing to see a player two, three, maybe four times if you're in the same conference per season, it's another to see him on a nightly basis. And to see players like a Vooch, you know, where you kind of say to yourself, oh, my gosh. I mean, you you look at the monitor, he's already got a 15-13 game, and we're in the early fourth quarter, and you say, wow, that's impressive. No question about it, and he's done really good there. Uh, Chuck Swirsky, play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. We were just talking uh, before about Giannis is in a situation here as they get ready to take on the Bulls tonight at Fiserv Forum where he could win the scoring title, he could win Defensive Player of the Year, and yet he's really not in the MVP conversation at this point. Meanwhile, in Chicago, I feel like there are a lot of Bulls fans that think DeRozan is getting the short end of the stick in this MVP conversation. Yeah, you know, I mean, first on Giannis, let me tell you what. I love Giannis for, you know, everyone knows he can rebound, he can score and all that stuff. He can take, you know, like one giant leap from foul line in and dunk it. I get all that. The thing I love about him is I love his spirit and I love his joy for the game. And when someone says, how would you define Giannis? You know, because we he has the nickname, he has everything going. You know, I would define him as a player who, you know, comes to the floor, returns everything he can, humanly possible, mentally, emotionally, and physically every game. I've never seen him take a playoff. He doesn't go through the motions. I think the world of Giannis. And, you know, he's one of those players where guys with the MVP vote, they, you know, it's just like LeBron. You can vote for LeBron probably every year for MVP just like with Jordan during his era. And that's why he's probably not going to win MVP this year, but he's deserving of it. DeRozan, I would think, you know, will be in the top five. I hope he is. Uh, But the people I talk to who have votes are still waiting a little bit, but they tell me it's Jokic or Embiid. And I mean, you know, there, there have been some guys coming to the party late, like Carl Anthony Towns, who's having a great year, John Morant, you know, if he was in a big, big market, who knows? But, I mean, this this class of MVP candidates is outstanding. It really is. And, you know, we've talked about the star power in the 90s uh, of what the NBA was and so forth. I think you can make an argument right now, Chuck Swirsky, that this is about as star-studded of an, uh, of an NBA as we've seen in a long time and – Furthermore, the stars are kind of spread out amongst the NBA. You don't have as many super teams, and there seems to be more parity now, Chuck. Well, listen, uh, and I agree with you, the first part. You know, these teams that, whether it's, you know, with the big three that started in the mid-2000s with the Bosch and the Wade and LeBron, and then Golden State stacked it up, you know, with Durant and then Brooklyn, and to some degree, Philly's trying to do it. But regardless, um, 
you know, it's very healthy for the league to make sure that parity, a uh, competitive parity, I'm just not saying, you know, just, okay, we've got a small market and we got to make sure they have some good players. Right. It's great to have small markets with really good, solid superstar players. And then it's up to the front office to build around them. And I think the Bucks have proven that they are very, very capable with their ownership and management, who I have a great deal of respect for, for what they've accomplished here in Milwaukee. They, they, they got it done, and they're getting it done because they're shrewd and they're smart and they've got talent and they know how to build around the talent, period. Some people get it. Some people don't. The Bucks get it. Jackson. And I think with, with the new ownership, uh, rather with the new management, with the Bulls, Sparky, they're going to get it too. I love the new management for the Bulls. Uh, what One last one for you. What now are expectations for the Bulls from its fan base? Well, the fan base has been delighted because, you know, this is, you know, they were becoming, you know, whether or not relevancy is the right word, but I mean, they're relevant again. I mean, they lead the NBA in attendance and the fan base has bought into this club. They really like this team. They play hard. They play the right way. They play with a, a, a really good vibe. And these are good people who happen to be basketball players, not basketball players who happen to be good people. And so I think the fans are very, very much encouraged about what is to come in the future because of the management, because of the coaching staff, and because of the core group. He is Chuck Swirsky. He is one of the best. No question about it. Play-by-play voice for the Chicago Bulls. Follow him on Twitter at CTS Bulls. You'll love the victory dances. They're so good. Chuck, thank you so much, my friend. All right, Sparky, be well. Thank you. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Chuck Swirsky, uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of Applying for Home Renovation Loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. The Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Bucks Bowls tonight uh, at Pfizer Forum should be a good one. No Lonzo Ball. In fact, he had just got back to the point of running, I want to say, and they, they shut him down again. So... Uh, we'll see how much longer Lonzo Ball is out. we got some Brewers news coming up on the other side of a quick timeout. But first, let me tell you all about my friends over at Young Express. They're looking for a dispatcher. And now, would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business over 30 years? Hmm. Stability. I like stability. You could be a part of the Young Express team. You don't have to have any experience in being a dispatcher. They're going to train you. Now, I have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, and an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. If they hire you, because you're going to work for Young Express here, get a competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for affordable family fun. Big tournament rolls on this week. Place to catch all your big games while enjoying your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Indoor bocce ball, foosball, table tennis, pool tables, lots of pool tables, uh, all kinds of stuff to do there. Shuffleboard, darts, you name it. Now you got to settle down, have some great food while you're playing your games or watching the games on TV. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. As you just heard Sam Schmidt say, Toby Altizer in for Rami Makaloff today, uh, who is on a nice little break, nice little vacation uh, away from the microphone. Looking forward to having Rami back tomorrow, uh, back in the saddle, uh, and uh, looking forward to hearing what he has to say. And I think he's only back for one day, right? Because I think Tim Allen is back in uh, hosting for Rami on Friday. So I think Rami appears for one day uh, and then is gone uh, again from the show with Tim hosting on Friday. Speaking of Tim Allen, he's back again this year, as you are well aware of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball post game show presented to you by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. Uh, back on after each and every game uh, throughout the baseball season this year. You'll be able to hear the franchise Tim Allen. It all starts off uh, at Wrigley Field against the Cubs uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. So can't wait to hear Tim Allen after games. Uh, Evan Heffelfinger, uh, Bonamago Jr., aka Tim Shea, will be his producers throughout the season. So it's going to be a fun, fun show like it always is. For the last, what is it now, 17 years uh, that Tim has been doing that show. So looking forward to having uh, Tim back doing that. Now, Brewers news. So we had said just before we brought Chuck Swirsky on, play-by-play voice of the Bulls as they take on the Bucks tonight, Pfizer, uh, that Corbin Burns and the Brewers had agreed to a $6.5 million deal to avoid arbitration. Today is the day, right? So all these arbitration deals have to be done. Whatever was not done today means you have to go to arbitration with the player. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, it's horrible. For those of you that don't know what arbitration is, essentially what it is, is it's the player and agent um, or team of people with a player. Uh, They are essentially in the room. And then the organization is in the room as well. And then there's an arbiter. And what essentially happens is the team pretty much tells you why you're not worth what you think you're worth. That's got to feel good. And then you tell the team what you think you're worth and why they should give you what you want. As I've said before, and I'll say again, it is one of the dumbest things in professional sports that we have. It just doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. I don't have an idea. I have no clue how to fix it. So I'm not here telling you I know how to fix it because I don't. All I know is you don't have this in the NFL. You don't have this in the NBA. Now, to their point, They don't have a minor league system, so you wouldn't have to have this as far as how long these contracts are and so forth. So I understand that, but it's horrible. So from my perspective as a fan, and one would hope from a perspective of somebody running a major league baseball team, you would want to avoid going to arbitration with a player because it's going to be very difficult not to have hard feelings between the player and the organization once it's done. If the player wins, it doesn't matter. The player's still going to remember all the crap you were saying in that arbitration meeting. And then the player's supposed to just oh, let it roll off his backside and just move on. No. <laughs> it's horrible. So that's why all day I've been on arbitration watch for the Brewers. And as I've said, uh, th- a great job uh, done throughout the day. But Robert Murray, uh, MLB insider with Fansided, uh, has been doing a great job all day. So Narvaez got done in like $5 million. Uh, they got Suter done in around 2 and a half to $3 million, less than $3 million. Uh, so he's done. He's back. Corbin Burns is done, as I said. Mark Faison had that one, $6.5 million. Brandon Woodruff is done as well at $6.8 million to avoid arbitration as well. So Woodruff and Burns both done, taken care of, 
nothing hanging over their heads while they're in spring training trying to get this whole thing done. So that is also a good thing at the end of the day. Now, the last I saw 13 minutes ago from Adam McKelvey uh, on Twitter, don't have the numbers yet, but hearing that Josh Hader and Eric Lauer have also settled with the Brewers and avoided arbitration. I said coming in, the number one priority for me was Hader, Burns, and Woodruff. The rest of them, you want to go to arbitration with the rest of them, whatever. But those three guys, I did not want to have any issues with in an arbitration hearing between them and the team. Like that was something I was hoping to avoid at all costs. And it appears, now I haven't seen numbers on Hader yet, um, but if Adam McKelvey is right, and I would imagine he is, uh, if Hader and Lauer are done, they managed to skate by and get away with not having to go to arbitration with their three key players. That's a huge, huge deal uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers at this point. Uh, AR, Adam Roberts, have you seen numbers yet on Josh Hader? Has anybody leaked those out yet? Not to my knowledge. No, they have not. Because they're coming. I mean, they 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 are definitely coming here um, at some point shortly here. And if we look back uh, at Josh Hader, uh, and you bring up his deal, uh, and you go to Spot Track because that's where we always go. That's P O T R A C. If you're uh, looking for a website to see player contracts in any of the sports uh, that you follow and like, uh, and Hater, I think was projected. I'm waiting for it to load. I think Hater was projected to make around eight million, ten million, somewhere in that there this year. But yeah, so Spot Track was was projecting him to be at eight million. Uh, in 2022, last year, Hader was at $6.675 million. Now, remember, he's got two more years under team control. So he's got this year in 22, he's got next year in 23, and then you can say goodbye to Josh Hader. Because if he's healthy for the next two years, he continues to pitch as well as he has previously, and continues to be in conversation for reliever of the year and that stuff, Josh Hader is gone in 2024. And it's going to be similar in the aspect of Devontae Adams because he will be going into his, you know, age 30 season. I think Devontae is going into what, age 31 season or age 30 season, something like that. Um, so you get Hader for two more years, essentially. And then Josh Hader is gone. Uh, and then you get uh, our guys Woodruff and Burns for 2024. And then you have uh, issues there. And we've talked about this before as far as, you know, do you give these guys extensions? Versus one to you know year to year deals in arbitration. I, for me personally, I'm not doing it. Like I, I, I'm not. I would rather play this out as long as possible before I give these guys an extension and buy these guys out. Tim Allen, I uh, and I and Gary Ellerson today earlier on the Wendy's Big Show talked about this. If you missed the interview with Tim, go back listen to it. BigShowNetwork.com. Uh, Adam Roberts does a great job putting all the interviews and shows up there. Also, you can also rewind on your Odyssey app right now. Go right on back. It was hour two at about 11.35 uh, if you want to hear it. But Corbin Burns uh, has 2023, 2024, and then like Hater, will be going into his age 30 season in 2025. Now think about that for a second. Just, just sit back and think about this for a second. You get drafted out of high school at like 18 or you come out of college at 2021. Think about how long these guys have until they can hit it, hit it, right? NFL players don't have to wait this long. Even with a couple franchise tags, they don't necessarily get stuck this long because they get that long-term deal first because their first-year deal is, what, five years or whatever, four or five years, and then they hit them again, and then they can hit them again after that. With baseball, Burns, Woodruff, and Hader all 2025, that's going to be something for the Brewers. So they have to determine which one of those three do they want to keep. I don't believe they can keep two. Maybe I'm wrong. But between Burns and Woodruff, because I think you can keep, you can tell Hader gets a step in, in 2025, only because you can piecemeal the back end of that rotation, right? If Devin Williams is doing his thing or whatever, I think you can get by without Hader uh, in 2024 uh, at that point you could take a starter convert them into a closer to get by in 2024 moving forward so i think hayward you can say goodbye to 2025 burns and woodruff unless 
Christian Yelich gets traded. I don't think they can afford both of them. If Christian Yelich gets traded, maybe. Maybe they can afford them. But the good news is this. Even if they lose one of them, I, I, I can't imagine they lose both. They're going to get one of them, I think. Even if they lose one of Burns and Woodruff, you still feel good. And Ethan Small coming. You've got Ashby coming. You've got guys coming pitching-wise through this Brewers minor league system that makes you feel confident that, okay, we are going to lose one of them because in this instance, small market does matter. We can't afford to have both of them on the payroll, so one's going to get away unless you trade Yelich in that, that, that contract of his. But providing that doesn't happen, and I can't imagine it's going to happen, one of these two are going to be gone. And then you'll have to fill in with younger pieces in the rotation that are under team control, uh, like Small and Ashby. So all is not lost. The window not, will not necessarily be shut in 2025 when you lose one of these two guys. But I'm not trying to give these guys long-term deals either right now. I'm trying to play this out as long as possible with them on rather smaller contracts before I got to pay up. Because once you have to pay up, now you're really limited in how you can fill out the rest of the roster having them with big money and Yelich with big money. That's where the issue becomes. All right, coming up next, Toby Altizer. He's filling in for Rami Makloff. We'll see what's coming up on Rami's show here at 3 o'clock. That's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fam, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, affordable, family fun. Get your tickets. Go see them at Panther Arena. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, AR Adam Roberts, producer on the side of the glass. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu uh, slash. No, I said that. Lakeland.edu slash get started. There we go. Uh, make sure uh, to take advantage uh, of that. Again, online classes are great, man. Especially if, like I always say, if you're like a stay-at-home parent and your kids are in school, because in the summertime, you have no time. And, and they're a stay, and you're a stay-at-home parent. You can further your education while the kids are at school. It's beautiful. Or uh, if you've got nights free, right? If you work a job during the day and you don't really like your job all that much, don't really like the career field you're in, and you're trying to figure out what else you can do, take a couple classes online. I mean, th- that's the best way to do it. Hey, don't forget tournament coverage uh, is brought to you by Discount Liquors for the best selection, everyday low prices. Visit their two locations on Oklahoma Avenue and Main and Barstow in downtown Waukesha. Games get back underway again coming up on Thursday this week. Toby Altizer is here. He watches all the games. He knows everything. And he is hosting for Rami, who knows nothing. Uh, He comes up here three to six. Toby Altizer, what do you got today? Yeah, it's a Kim and Lavoie judgment day, so we're going to start the show by talking about Devontae Adams. What route makes the most sense for the Packers to replace Devontae Adams? Because I think there's three clear ones, the draft, free agency or a trade want to go through all the options and get your thoughts on what you think is maybe the best idea for the Packers to do that. Cause filling the shoes for a guy like Devonte Adams, 1500 yards, your next leading receiver, only 500. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to fill some big shoes there with Devonte leaving. And I don't know that the Packers were fully prepared for this. Otherwise they might've gone out and signed someone or had someone in the in the loop, ready to go. I would think that they wanted wanted to go after a guy like Allen Robinson or tried to have. I mean, the deal that Juju signs with the Chiefs. Maybe they want to go get him. So it's this not- is my thing, right? So there, there, there is one person, two people that I'm intrigued by in this whole thing. Two people. First person I'm intrigued by is where's Jarvis Landry? Because there was a report that Jarvis Landry was visiting in Atlanta, and that mm-hmm. was the day that Deshaun Watson ended up making his decision, and it wasn't Atlanta. So I'm guessing that's done. He's not going to go play with Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. No. So where does Jarvis Landry go now? That, that's one person. The other person that I've seen not one single report of any team being interested in is Julio Jones. Yeah. There's Julio. been nothing. Not one team. I have not seen one team linked to this dude. Now today, Pat McAfee is doing his show and he gets Chris Ballard on, who, by the way, I've heard Chris Ballard on the score in Chicago because uh, he's a Chicago guy or whatever else he was. In. I think he might have been within the Bears organization at one point or whatever. He is highly entertaining. If you've ever wanted to hear somebody that's just no frill, straight shooter, no BS, it's Chris Ballard. So that dude was on McAfee. I haven't heard all of it, but I saw McAfee brought up to Ballard today. Hey, 
We don't have Robert pretty good together. Yeah. Pretty good together in Atlanta. Just saying, you know, we got Michael Pittman. That's good. T.Y. Hilton's old, but, you know, that might work out. So I, I don't know what's going on with Julio, but both of those guys, now, again, Julio has to be healthy. I get it. But both of those guys would be huge upgrades for this wide receiving core if you can get one. I mean, they're going to get both. If you can get one of those two guys, it would help this receiving core. Well, and then one of the issues is the Packers have – mainly three receivers on their roster next year that are for sure going to be there. Alan Lazard, we know he's going to be there, and he can play outside, right. and he's ready to go. And then Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers, and both of those guys are slot guys. That's where I struggle with a guy like Jarvis Landry. Do you bring in another slot receiver and just say, figure it out, Matt LaFleur, figure out how to get the offense going with three, four slot receivers on the field? What if I told you they could get MVS and Jarvis Landry? I think that would be good. They do need a deep threat. Have to. They have to find one. and But I wonder if they don't wait till after the draft, too, with some of these older guys. Uh, maybe Jarvis Landry, maybe some of these guys are gone. Now, me personally, I don't know how good he works. I want clarity on what I need. I don't want to be hoping and wishing that I get one of these vets after the draft. I want to go in knowing, okay, I got my vet wide receiver. So there's not a ton of pressure on me there to have to draft three wide receivers, hoping two of them work. I want to have that done and put away, right? So if, for for example, if you're sitting there and what's the kid's name? Nicobe Dean or whatever his yeah, name Dean. is. Yeah. If he falls to you, mm-hmm. right? And I don't have a wide receiver and I got wide receivers sitting there, but this dude's sitting there. What do you do? I got to go draft Neen now for a wide receiver. I can't take the linebacker who I know would be amazing in, in uh, on this defense. I think I, for me, if I don't have the vet wide receiver, I probably got to go wide receiver and pass up the dude that I know is probably the better, more impactful guy on defense. Or if I've got a really good defensive lineman sitting there from Georgia, sitting there looking at me, or two or three of those guys, sitting there looking at me, but I still don't have wide receiver figured out. So now I got to go get a wide receiver that may not be exactly what I want, but I got to make sure I get a couple of them early in this draft. To me, that's why I want a vet. I want this done and put to bed. I don't mind going into draft going, I could really use at least one or two mm-hmm. to fight it out with the Lazards and the Cobbs and those guys, I'm Ari Rogers, to fight it out back there. Maybe to get me a punt returner, try two uh, at Amari Rogers and say, Amari, I know it's only year two, battle for your job. Here you go. I got these guys coming in. Figure it out. And whoever's my punt returns making this team, the other one gets a step. Yeah, with the draft, they do have four picks inside the first two rounds, so I could see it going a lot of ways. But we'll we'll break that all down for you. Get your thoughts on that. Me personally, I wouldn't take one. A receiver? Not one in the draft? No. Not with 12. No. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Him and rookie receivers, not a thing. That is true. Not a thing. Unless you find some dude that's amazing, that is like the most polished route runner in the world, like wants to be Roger's best friend, hang out with him all the time. Unless you find that dude, no chance. I'd rather grab a couple of defensive linemen, an offensive lineman, an edge rusher in the first two days, and we still got to pick in the third round. And then whatever you want to do in the third round. I'd rather come out of it that way. Build my trenches, get me another edge rusher to go along with my outside linebackers to replace Darius Smith, who's now a Viking, and attack it that way. Yeah, I think that's true. Rodgers does add a little bit of wrinkle there. We'll also talk about this top 10 list that you guys talked about with MLB Uh, Network's uh, uh. pitchers. We'll get Sam and I will give our own top 10 list. I just emailed to get that pitching ninja guy on. Yeah? So we'll see if we get him for the big show. That'd be great to hear from him. He actually likes Corbin Burns. You see a lot of Corbin yep. Burns stuff on his Twitter, so I think he'd have glowing things to say about Burns. And then if we have time, we'll get to some of the Sam Amick article written about Giannis and then draft mockery at 445 with Bart Winkler, who joins us at 430. So it'll be the Bart Winkler afternoon show at 430. <laughs> All right. That'd be fun. You know, I think it'll be better with you and Bart. Him and Rami have become like grumpy old men. They do sound like old men arguing all Grumpy the time. old men. Like, every time they do something together. And Bart, he brought it up, and I agree with him. They couldn't do a show together. I know they were all hot to try it. Oh, we want to do a show together. We want to do a show. They'd kill each other. No, Bart actually gets mad when he argues with Rami. And you know how Rami is. He doesn't exactly come off of his stance, which, good for Rami. He, he finds a stance and stays with it. Good for him. But Bart and Rami, I don't think, could do it. Hey, I just got, uh, I didn't see this. My buddy Jake just texted me. Anthony Rizzo. Signed that deal with the Yankees, right? Yeah. 
And there was reports out of Chicago that the Cubs were trying to get Anthony Rizzo to stay in Chicago. Apparently, he turned down $38 million extra from the Cubs to stay with the Yankees. Wow. $38 million. How much money do you have to have to say $38 million doesn't sway me to go back to where I was? Wow. Well, That's that, a lot of money. That cannot be good for Cubs fans. Uh, he goes today. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of them think he's old and broken down and don't want him back anyhow. But yeah, uh, either way, that's a lot of damn a money. A guy that you wanted for a, be a Cub forever. Just I want to take him I'll, as a first baseman for the Brewers. Yeah, I'll take $38 million less to go somewhere right? else. See, again, that's a situation where it's like, who would you rather have, Rowdy Tellez or Rizzo? Oh, Rizzo. 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 Right. Like, to me, and again, he probably wouldn't have come to Milwaukee either way, but that that would have been great. I would have taken him. I don't care if Cub fans think he's old and broken down or not. I'd still take him. All right. Up next, Toby Altads are filling in for Rami Makhlouf on The Rami Show. Have a good one. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.